episode of Oh Shoot. Um, Today is a very exciting episode. Very, very, very exciting. I am chatting with Brandon Wolfel. Like it, this is just like a whole other thing. Like this is just, I cannot tell you, Brandon, I have had people requesting you to be on my podcast for like the longest time. So thank really? you for being here. Oh my yeah. God, of course. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm very excited to have you on. Um, I would say like probably my first couple episodes when I was asking people what guests I should have on, you were like one of the first people that oh my God, like, that's someone amazing. said. I also love the the title. So clever. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we are going to chat about all things photography. Lots, lots and lots of good things. Um, but let's just start by you just kind of telling everyone who you are if they don't know you and like kind of yep. how you got started in photography. Yeah, so my name is Brandon Wolfel. Um, I'm 28 years old. Um, I live in New York City right now. I'm on Long Island. That's where I grew up. Um, so it's very easy to get back home if I need to. I'm like an hour out from my apartment where I live in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, I got my start just like started painting, drawing, like did ceramics, the whole thing. Um, definitely like the artsy kid. Like I just was always trying to pick up any sort of like medium I could. Um, and then I studied uh, computer art in college. I actually didn't get into photography until I was already in college. So when I tell okay. people sometimes like, oh, I studied computer art, they're like a little confused because they're like, oh, not photography. But I feel like within my style and stuff, it kind of makes sense because I do a lot within the edit. But yeah, I, I yeah. only got into photography when I was like a sophomore in college, I think. So I was probably like 18 or 19. Um, and so I was always doing it on the side um, while I was in school. And then once I graduated, that's when I started to uh, pursue it full time. Okay. And yeah. so you do it full time now, right? Yeah. So I do... Um, I do completely freelance full time. Um, and so I, I don't have like a, I don't have like a big team. I, I do like hire out some friends as like assistants or um, to help with like some back end stuff here and there. But um, it's really just me working with clients day to day. So it's kind of just like, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole production, but it's like kind of just me behind the curtain. <laughs> I'm sure you can relate yeah. to that. Oh yeah, totally. That's actually so crazy. I don't know if I've ever met someone that just does like the, like, I feel like the freelance, like, I don't know, with weddings, it's like, it doesn't feel like freelance, but I feel like what you do feels like, I don't know, just very like free flowing and like, I actually don't know that much about what you do. So I don't know why I'm like saying like oh, all this, but no, you're right though. Yeah. So I guess we'll, I can get into like kind of what I do day to day, like for work and stuff. Cause I feel like mm -hmm. that's sometimes a big mystery. Cause I feel like a lot of people see my Instagram and they're like, oh, he just like goes to pretty places and like takes pictures and like <laughs> shoots like pretty people like um and it's funny because I feel like my Instagram is like a, almost like a little bit disconnected from like the work that I 
I do in terms of the style is very similar. Like it's definitely what I shoot, but for what I do for like client work, um, it's kind of like a little bit separated and in, in, at least in like in my own head. Um, but yeah, I, I work with um, brands on um, kind of larger like so- social campaigns. So I'm kind of always contracted depending on like, I know I'm sure with like weddings too. I, I've never done a wedding. I've only taken like my friends like engagement photos, but I'm assuming yeah. that there's like highs and lows of like when it can get really busy and like slow. And if like it's the yeah. same exact thing with like working with brands because you know, it's split into four quarters. So like quarter one, the brand may be like starting to plan their their season and how each quarter looks. Um, and as we move into throughout the year, they, you know, will reach out dependent upon when their campaign is launching. Um, so I work with a lot of brands like um, Nikon, Adobe. Um, I've worked with like Skillshare before. So at this point, I've kind of like got a bit of recurring clients which has been like my favorite thing um because mm-hmm. I what I love to do is like larger social campaigns that last over a few months so like a contract would be maybe from like um like I just got a contract literally today and it was I think it's October through December um and for mm-hmm. me and like how my brain works I'm just like I uh, although I do freelance I do love to have like that feeling of security and I feel like as freelancers you don't always have that feeling so it feels really nice to be like on a long-term contract and and like just feel like a safety net kind of yeah yeah and with those long-term contracts are you doing like multiple pieces of content for them then like it's like a multiple like a multiple step thing instead of like with the freelancing you might just have like one shoot and that's it exactly yeah so the the one I just got um it's like surrounding an event. So, um, there's deliverables like before the event, there's deliverables like during the event and then after. Um, and then that also includes like travel and stuff. So the longer term contracts are definitely like a lot more work. Like it, I have to like always, I'm not a very like organized person. Like (laughs) I don't have like a Google account, like the setup for this podcast was like unreal. I'm like, just so y'all know, like, I feel like you went (laughs) above and beyond to like the scheduling was like so good. And I feel like that's the part of my life that I don't have like a grip on. Like I literally just like open a notepad and I'm like, just like writing random like stuff. But um, that's where it comes, becomes a little scary because then I I really do need to like take a step back and look at the whole scope of what I'm doing. Cause I think when you also like get a contract, you're like so excited. You see like the money, like you just see like, okay, that's the budget. Like I can do this. And then you like Mm -hmm. are actually doing it and you're like oh shit this is like a lot of work and you're really like you're going for it you know what I mean yes no I totally get that I feel like when you work with brands you're almost working on their terms like they send you the contract like you are the one that kind of like reads it over and reviews it so it's like when I work with wedding clients like I send them the contract I have my own system but each brand has their like own system of working with like creators so I think it's like that's harder because then it's like you're just abiding by everyone else's system therefore you don't really have your own yeah that's actually a really interesting take because I feel like again like with all the work that I do it is all like contracts coming to me whereas like what you just said Mm -hmm. like you're kind of providing the contract and you can kind of like be the director of like what's going on um yeah yeah so it's definitely it's definitely a little bit different Uh, I feel like also people like just think all photographers like do the same thing like they're like oh like (laughs) 
you're a photographer like you must like do this or you shoot like weddings or babies or like people like it's I think there's such a larger scope of like what we do and it's like it our day-to-days can look so different although we're like doing the same action so it's kind of it's mm-hmm. a little bit wild yes that is wild um I would love for you to tell everyone kind of how you how you became Brandon Wolfel you know what I'm saying <laughs> like like how did you become the icon who is Brandon Wolfel like <laughs> within photography just tell me like that journey I'm so interested in that yeah I okay so within like school again like back to it kind of reverts back to that I mean I got Instagram when I was a senior in high school that's when like I feel like it was like on the come up like every for me at least like everyone was getting Instagram like what is this thing like I started to like again like I was super into art so I immediately started posting and I was like already curating like a feed when like that wasn't a thing at all um so I was like big into Instagram like back in the day like when it was first coming around like I feel like I curated like a community of like other creatives and photographers when I didn't even like know what I was doing but I like made a bunch of like friends that way which was really cool and then when I actually started to get into photo and creative um like imagery to post um I just started being like so consistent on Instagram specifically like I was there was a time when um this was like I would say like back in like 2015-16 I think that's when people started maybe like finding me on Instagram, but um, there was like every single night I would post a photo and that went on for like, I would say like over a year. Like I was, I would sit down at the same exact time, like every night, like I would literally be like, I have to go home and like edit. Like I, and it would be like 9 PM on like a Friday or like a 10 PM. And I would sit and edit for like an hour and a half and then post that photo, like right when I finished. So like, I had this, like, weird work ethic. Like, I'm, like, now I'm, like, a little bit more chill. Like, I don't know who he was. Like, he needs a break. (laughs) Um, He's off the clock now. But, um, yeah, I think I I just got so into it. Like, I was – I truly – I do love it now, but I was, like, so invested in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And from that point, I just started working with um, other creatives and, like, YouTubers and models and people that would kind of fly in from, like, different parts of the country – to New York and then I feel like there was a point in time when like all these YouTubers especially were coming here um and I think that they like just kind of equated me to like the New York like Instagram photographer so they would all reach out to me to shoot um and like it was just a test shoot which basically means like you're just coming together on your own terms like you're just creating content for the fun of it kind of for each other's like portfolios Mm -hmm. or Instagrams um, other socials. So none of those, well, I wouldn't say none of them cause they started to become paid a little bit, but a lot of those, like the majority were just for fun and for test and to post for our socials. So, um, I think that was a huge part of kind of how I gained an audience. And I think a lot of people kind of photographers too, like, will look at free shoots as like a, a way to be like, no, I don't want to do that. Or, or just veer away from it, obviously when there's not money involved, but, to this day, I'm still like doing test shoots and, and collaborating with people that I want to collaborate when there's no like money involved. And I think that's how I know I like, I truly like what I do because, um, even when there's not, you know, money on the table, I'm like down to pay for a studio and pay for makeup and, um, like test with someone who, you know, I want to shoot with. Yeah, no, that's a really good way of looking at it. I, I definitely feel that way about free shoots as well. I feel like if it's the right shoot, 
and yeah. like you know the right things align like it it's helping you but also just like it it almost like re-sparks your creativity or just keeps that fire going i think when money's on the table that's when you start to feel pressure um (laughs) pressure to deliver x y and z like whatever expectations you've set up for yourself but when you kind of take that money away it's just like an open slate of like doing whatever you want create creatively and like your photos are so creative and i think that really shows in the fact that you didn't charge because it was just like like your photos are just like you do what you want and it it shows and that's cool you know what I mean yeah thank you yeah I think I think also it helps me personally because I you know am doing contracted work that feels like it's a job although it is creative it Mm -hmm. is visual like stimulating it's still like you know I'm sitting down at a desk and it feels like I'm on the clock versus like if I'm planning a shoot with a model and um, like makeup and lighting and stuff and I can really like get a good creative grasp on like what I want to get out of it um, because I might not have like a say a complete say in like what I do for contracted work it feels like I can kind of like you know get that creativity out somehow mm-hmm. yeah totally um, this is kind of off topic but you mentioned it earlier about yeah. like living in Brooklyn um, yeah slash Long Island Um I'm just curious, like, do you feel like that has, like, opened opportunities that you wouldn't have had living somewhere else? Like, just kind of walk me through, like, your experience living in the city and, like, what that's been like and how it's impacted your photography. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because I feel like I never, like, I grew up on Long Island, New York, so I've never, like, lived anywhere else other than New York. So, for me, it's like, oh, I've just lived here all the time. Like, it's in, like an hour commute to the city. Like, it's whatever. But then I feel like mm-hmm. within the past few years, I've really recently seen how that's not only impacted, like, the people I meet, but also just, like, my photos in general. Like, I, you know, a lot of people don't have the access to not only to particular people and brands that, like, exist in the city, but also just, like, the locations that I'm able to shoot at. Um, like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like crazy there's um brooklyn bridge park there's like downtown like the financial district you go to central park like and they're all like just a train ride away um so it's been like honestly super influential in my own photography um and just being able to like you know commute into the city and now living in the city it's just like been insane for my own personal growth and stuff but um I remember like when I would live on Long Island it would be it's definitely like a little bit of a commute I now have like Mm -hmm. um a car that I drive back and forth which has been like so great because the trains are just like crazy especially the Long Island Mm -hmm. Railroad like I've seen some crazy stuff go down like especially because I was commuting into school like there it was just like it was wild but um (laughs) now having a car I'm like I'm so thankful to like be able to go back and forth as I please but I remember there would be times where um a model would be like hey like do you want to shoot in like an hour and I was like literally on Long Island like to get into the city it would take me like up to two hours based on like the train times and the commute to where they want to meet and like now that I'm able to kind of just like like for example I had to shoot um on Friday like last week on Friday and the model was running late when it was just a test shoot so it was very casual um and Mm -hmm she was running like a few hours behind, which normally would like be crazy for me. Cause I would like, I would plan my train around like when I would meet them. And I was just like living now in Brooklyn. I was like, Oh, I can just like kind of chill until I have to leave. Cause I can get there in like 
10 minutes, you know what I mean? So it's, it mm-hmm. feels just like, I feel so grateful to be able to kind of get to all these crazy locations at like, you know, just at my fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very, um, like it's a very well-traveled like city like a lot of people are going to LA or New York and I think that's like a really cool part of like your story is like just being able to shoot in New York whenever you wanted to like plus the fact that you are insanely creative like that pairing I feel like really just like set you up for like this magic of like (laughs) yeah I I feel like there was like a little like a few different things that kind of just like made it all come together from like studying mm-hmm. computer art to like again like living in the city and like right. you said like people are always coming through so even people that like mm-hmm. I've wanted to shoot or dm that I don't even know where they live I I feel like I can almost assume that they'd eventually be coming to New York and I'd, it always like yeah. like they're always planning some sort of trip um so I mean it was just fashion week in the city and I mean I don't really yeah. do a lot of stuff based around that week like I I don't like I feel like my photography is more geared towards like creative portraiture. So I'm not like shooting these like high fashion, like editorials, but I had like so many friends in town. And then that just kind of like some one night I was like at a random event that I didn't get invited to. And then like the next day I was like shooting um, like other creators and like, it was just, it just like happened because people were there. And I was like, this just mm-hmm. is a recipe for like greatness. Almost like it just, it just yeah. makes sense. I totally forgot about fashion week. Literally. Yeah. Was yeah, it honestly, absolutely like, crazy? Um, I mean, I didn't like, again, I didn't do much. I just kind of like went to a few events, but like seeing yeah. like the people I follow and like seeing that whole like culture of fashion week, it was like a little, like, I was like, well, this is a little crazy. Like people were like, uh, I saw this like one TikTok about how, um, it was about like all of these like influencers getting invited to all of these events. Like they got invited to like, five out of like six but they were still like upset that they didn't like get invited to like the sixth one and it's like this whole like (laughs) brain chemistry concept about like influencers and how they can feel even more left out even if they're invited to like majority of the events just because like that one person that they envy got invited to that one it's just like a whole like I'm just like I'm gonna watch like I'm gonna be on the sidelines and like if you guys want (laughs) to shoot like I'll be here but like I'm not I don't know I'm not like too into that culture I guess I don't know yeah yeah it does um it kind of gives like sorority vibes a little bit with like with just influencers in general not necessarily like the actual fashion or like modeling or anything like that but I feel like with invites and people who were invited to different things it does kind of give like the college sorority mean girl vibe yeah especially because like I feel like recently fashion week has become like including influencers when it used to just be like I feel like people more so like in the industry and like people really didn't like know not know about it but like they weren't so engulfed on social media as it is now like now it's like all Mm -hmm. these like YouTubers and people like I feel like some people I saw like that aren't even in the fashion world were like invited to like these crazy like Vogue parties I'm like you like I'm just kind of confused at it all but it's it's entertaining at least (laughs) yes (laughs) it definitely is entertaining that's for sure um this isn't a question that I was planning on asking you, but since we're talking about like cities and stuff, what are some of like the craziest places that your photography has brought you to? And like what were kind of like, like the, I don't know, like tell me about like your shoots and like places that you've been. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I feel like 
for travel for me, it kind of breaks down into like two different categories. Like one category is like I'm getting flown out by a brand to shoot a particular campaign or grab like visuals of something like a right out of school. I, I worked on a longer term contract for a brand where they were having a lot of store openings. Um, and that was a really cool kind of gig because it was like right out of school. So I felt like a little bit secure and like having this longer term um, deal. Um, and so I'd basically fly to like all of where their store openings were being, you know, um, and I basically like flew all over the country. So I was going to like, um, like Hawaii and like Texas and like all these places that I've never seen. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like as of recent, especially like with COVID and stuff, I, I wasn't traveling for like any sort of brand trips. Cause I feel like those okay. were on pause for a bit. I feel like now yeah. they're starting to get back into, you know, like flying people out for certain things. But, um, I've also just been like traveling for fun and being able to like write it off as like a business expense because I'm taking pictures and, um, planning shoots that way. So that's been something I've been doing like recently. Um, yeah, I did like a whole like Europe trip a few months ago, like in July. Um, and I went with (gasps) some of my friends. Oh, really? Where did you go? In July. Yeah. I went to (laughs) France, Ireland and Switzerland. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I did. I did um, Italy, Switzerland. And then um, also we went to like Amsterdam and did that. Like, so we kind of went like, oh, cool. Um, Yeah. And then I'm going to like London um, in November. But that's just like literally a trip that I'm kind of planning on my own. Was yours the same way? Like, did you plan your trip or was you flown out for a reason? I had an elopement in Ireland, so I was flown out there. But then it was like, while I'm still there, I'm just going to like go to other places that I want to. And then I ended up booking shoots in each of the spots, which oh, was, nice. you know, helpful for the business. That's um, amazing. So, yeah. 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 I think, cool. I think that's like, um, oh, sorry. I feel like no, that's the coolest ahead. thing about photos because like you can just like plan these trips with kind of like nothing in mind. And then things just like happen, especially with. Mm-hmm like social media too at like our fingertips we're able to just like share where we are and having like maybe audience or followers that also live there like I remember when I was I was in Europe like I was getting so many recommendations and it just like I don't again like I'm not the greatest at planning so I go into these trips with just like a plane ticket and like somewhere to stay and then I'm like I'll figure it out like and so having a bunch of people being like you should go here and here and I was like I actually will because I don't know what I'm doing and I've never been here (laughs) Yeah, that's super awesome. Um, yeah, that it's amazing. I think like I want to talk about social media in a minute because that's yes. like I feel like something that you're really, really good at. Um, crap, I literally just forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like literally like the conversations like this. <laughs> I know. Well, it's OK. It's OK. Um, I forgot. So we will just we will keep moving along. Um, so let's talk about social media since yeah. that's kind of where this is headed. Um yeah. <laughs> tell me about like your social media journey. I know you said you started growing on Instagram in like 2016 when it was blowing up, but like how has that impacted like your bookings and like your opportunities and like things like just kind of like talk me through that and like how, how things are going. Yeah. I feel like again, when like when I started Instagram, I was just doing it for fun and no one was like making money through it at that point. Um, at all, like not at all. I remember the first, um, like outreach I got, I think 
I was like, I was still in college and it was for like a watch brand. I feel like years ago, like there was so many watch brands on Instagram, like every, like, I don't know what it was about it. Maybe they were just like easy to sell. They were like quick and like, (laughs) I don't know. There was a weird thing going on with watches, but I was like so excited. They were just sending me the watch. Like I didn't even, I didn't get money or anything, but I was like Mm -hmm. so hyped to like receive something through Mm -hmm. like, my photos at the time and I remember I like went above and beyond to like take photos of this watch and like tag them and like I made sure that like they got their their like money's worth they they didn't even pay me but like they got whatever you know um and then from that point I feel like it just started like um I started to get outreach from just sharing on Instagram so again having just like all of my contact in my bio and and getting emails um for kind of like brands at the time did see the work I created. And I think that's something that brands do have to keep in mind when they're reaching out to creators is like their work is displayed on their Instagram. So it's like, whatever you're looking for, you do have to keep that in mind. And I think because like my, Mm -hmm. my visuals are very like specific, it was like, Mm -hmm. they would come to me with that. They would want what I shoot, which was a really cool kind of feeling because I didn't have to kind of veer out of my own style which has happened a few times for sure like I've definitely had brands that I've worked with in the past that like you know I would shoot for their campaign or their their socials and it wasn't exactly how they imagined it but I'm also like you saw like the work I create so like I don't know what you were kind of think like they're like but we kind of wanted this and this and I was like okay but you see like the work I do so it's just sometimes there's like a little disconnect um but I think now Mm -hmm. again like I feel like I'm working with the the brands that I that kind of align with me um but mm-hmm. yeah I started just post on Instagram and then I started to just like go off into like other platforms so um I started I also had Twitter at the time and I was just using that for fun mm-hmm. but now um it's kind of like become its own like social media account in terms of like like the business end of things because sometimes um my Twitter will get like put into like a campaign like oh you have to tweet about this or tweet about this um yeah which is okay (laughs) yeah it's a little like it's it's I would say it's pretty it's rarer but it's happened like it's happened a lot like um I think if you do want to get into social media it really helps having all of these platforms because then you can like literally just make more money by having an audience on each one like if I just had an Instagram it would kind of like you know, cut me down my rate depending on like, oh, well, you can throw in like a tweet or like a YouTube video or also my Facebook page now like has an audience and being able to loop in like all of those is just, you know, boosts my own kind of rate um, because you're reaching different audiences and different, you know. um, Yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy. Hold on. Hold on. I am on your Twitter. I just, I am just amazed that like you can go platform to platform and just maintain this audience. Like, and I just have never really thought about Twitter. Like I've had so many conversations on this podcast about social media and Twitter has never come up, but I think that's like a really interesting thing that you do. And you just kind of like, I don't know, like you're just very much like a real person sharing your work. (laughs) But also, like, just being a person on there, too. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I think with Twitter, again, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, like, I don't tweet on there thinking, like, 
brand like I'm not like oh I have to like maintain this certain image for like a brand deal like it's definitely more of like a personal mm-hmm. platform and I don't use it as much in terms of like posting I definitely scroll in it like daily um but I think again like I've just found like um like my own like photography community and like I feel like Twitter allows itself for like all of these different communities and you can just kind of like jump into your own little world in there um I feel like Twitter mm-hmm. though like definitely lends itself for more like drama like I've never been like <laughs> like like dived into that myself but I've definitely like seen a lot of it so it's definitely okay. something to be aware of like on that app because it's just like it's all words I mean obviously you can post photos and videos but um for the most part it's words and I feel like people can just get a little like the butt heads on there but um mm-hmm. yeah I think I started like posting on Twitter like years and years ago again like when I got my Instagram I think I got Twitter like before Instagram I don't even remember when they they came out like I feel like within a year or two apart maybe I'm wrong about that but I was like literally tweeting from high school like on my like I didn't even have an iPhone it was like my like it had all the little keyboards like all you had to like click three times to get to like a letter and I was tweeting from school like just like I'm in class like I don't know like (laughs) dumb stuff so it's always been like again another just part of my journey in terms of social media like I've just always Mm -hmm. like loved it whenever I look back on it I'm like it makes sense why I do this because I've always just used it for fun yeah yeah I I like the point you made about like using multiple platforms it almost gives you like more leverage and like more value um, you know, 100%. because you can blow up on Instagram, but if you can't maintain that across multiple platforms, like you're really only attracting people who are interested in like an Instagram campaign. But I feel yeah. like right now it's really valuable to be known across multiple platforms because you just never know which one is going to become more popular or there's different audiences on each platform too. So it's no, like, it's, so true. it's just so different. Yeah, and I think now, especially because there's so many platforms, like, I like how we also haven't even mm-hmm. mentioned TikTok. Like, I'm like, that's its whole thing. Like, it um, is. <laughs> but I feel like now people and a lot of my friends, too, will just, that, like, aren't too big into social media, will just have, like, just have Instagram or just have Facebook mm-hmm. or just have Twitter. Like, and so having, being able to kind of, like, post on all of those again like you said, like, you're reaching different people. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it definitely is a little bit, like, overwhelming, like, that definitely has to be like noted if you're, you know, yeah. sharing your work on all of these things. Cause like, I feel like even just posting like an Instagram reels, like takes it out of me. I'm like, Whoa, like that was a lot. And then having yeah. to like post it like on all of the platforms. But I think the, <laughs> the good thing in mind is like, you can just post the same thing on like your mm-hmm. other platforms and like maybe caption it differently to fit that like platforms, like aesthetic in a way. Like I, I find myself yeah. doing that with like Instagram versus Twitter where I'll, be a little bit more like curated about like the caption and like drawing it back to like the photo where on like Twitter I can like kind of joke more or like make it a little bit more personal um yeah but still post the same like visual and have them have like con- yeah. two completely different reactions from people yeah it's that's a great idea of like recycling your content I think that's why a lot of people are so intimidated by social media like I know people that literally log on to Instagram and just become so overwhelmed that they're just paralyzed like they can't actually post or do anything but you have to like you have to recycle content at this point in time I don't think there's a single person creating like original content for every single platform they're on because that unless you have like a hired person that can do that for you you know like it's just 
it's too much. Like you just kind of have to find a way, like you said, put it in the aesthetic of the platform. So mm-hmm. then it like still performs well, but it's yeah. not like a completely original thing. Totally. Yeah. I know for me, like um, maybe it's similar for you, like when I'm recording behind the scenes or like videos while I'm on my shoot, like I'm constantly just like flip flopping my cameras, like orientation to like fit the like perspective of each like platform. Um, so yeah. that becomes a little like annoying because like YouTube, it's very much like horizontal looks good but then on like mm-hmm. tiktok it's vertical so i'm like if i ever have like an assistant on a shoot with me i'm just like like get it this way and then flip it this way and then it's just like there's so <laughs> much to think about and i feel like yeah the platforms are just never ending at this point so it's like what do you what do you do and i feel like we can only do like the best we can do so um i'm not like maybe projecting that everyone like be posting all these millions of platforms but like i think it's just like right. do what feels comfortable and feels natural for you and i think for me, it, it just feels comfortable and normal to be like, to jump on this platform and then go over here. Like I've just, I think I grew up doing that normally. So it just like, I don't know, it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, there are even platforms, like I'm not on Twitter. I'm not like, mm-hmm. there are some platforms that I just don't really vibe with, like Facebook. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah it's just like, you just kind of have to find what works for you, however many platforms it is, at least two. It's got to be at least yeah. two, because yeah. if you're just banking on Instagram, we've had our ebbs and flows with Instagram. It is yeah. it is just like hit or miss at this point. Yeah. So like you just you can't put all of your eggs in one basket when it comes to social media like that is yeah. really just like the end point of all of this. It's just like disperse yourself to give yourself the best like opportunity in the long 100%. run. Yeah. And I know it's funny that you mentioned Facebook because like I, I have a Facebook from, I think like if you would, I'm like, please don't if you look at my Facebook from like, like if you were, I think I'm like private on there, but my, my actual <laughs> profile, it's like, I'm like mm-hmm. 12. Like it's all like, I don't post pictures of me, but I have yeah. a Facebook like, um, page dedicated to my photography. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like brand wolf of photography. And like I just again like recycle all the photos that I'm posting from Instagram and it's, it's definitely like a second thought like I don't always share um I know yeah. also Instagram now allows you to also post on Facebook so that's a cool kind yeah. of thing that skips a step mm-hmm. um but my annoying brain I'm like no we have to make it like its whole thing and like change the caption like <laughs> move the photos around um but again it becomes a second thought but posting on there like I will post sometimes and then like come back and the photo like has like thousands of like uh, thousands of likes on Facebook and I'm like what yeah. like where are these people coming from and like how do they find me and I it's it's like own weird algorithm that actually yeah. is like kind of good like I'm like where I don't know how these people are finding me but I'm like I might keep posting to Facebook yeah no and my this is gonna sound horrible but like my grandma <laughs> will be like Cassidy I love this shoot you did like and I'm like <laughs> Okay, you don't have Instagram. How do you know this about me? Well, she like is on Facebook and like she looks at my Facebook page and I think like there is valuable like it's it's valuable to just reach people. Like it doesn't matter yeah. what you know, what people you're reaching. I'm reaching my grandparents, but like my grandparents can go and refer me to someone that's getting married next year. Like, you know, so you just never know who you're impacting. I actually had a real um I think it was like a month ago and it, it was at like 3 million views. So obviously I look into the analytics and do my digging as one does. And I discovered literally like 2.5 million of those views were from Facebook plays. 
And I was really? like, yeah, I didn't even know that my videos were going on Facebook, but like it went <laughs> viral on Facebook. It wasn't viral on Instagram. This whole time I was like, wow, I'm viral on Instagram. No, I was viral on Facebook. <laughs> None of your friends have seen it. Everyone's like, what are you talking no. about? Only your grandparents have seen it. <laughs> Literally. Yes, it was. I think I got like a lot of heated comments on it too. Like it was a little bit controversial, which makes sense mm-hmm. that it would kind of blow up on Facebook. But yeah. I don't know. It just kind of goes to show like, yeah, just don't sleep on Facebook. Like sleep on yeah. Facebook, but don't like snooze on Facebook. <laughs> just like nap. <laughs> Definitely like sleep, wake up, press post and like go back to bed or something. You yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's talk about TikTok now. Um, okay. So what have you been finding like works well for you on TikTok? What's kind of your system? Just like, yeah, kind of get yeah, into it. Yeah. I feel like when I first got TikTok, like I, I got it like when it was starting to kind of blow up I think um it's definitely for me when when I hear an app starts to like get big I'm definitely a little bit hesitant because I feel like that happens like literally every like few months like it's like oh now this application is blowing up so I'm like I'm always like I take a minute to be like is this actually going to be a thing and then I get on Mm -hmm. it and I feel like that's kind of what I did with TikTok um so I feel like when I first started posting on there they were doing like so well like all of my videos were getting like hundreds of thousands of views and I was like okay like keep it coming and then I feel like it kind of like started to veer off because now there's so many people on the app so now it's like only a few videos will like here and there will do well um and I think for me what does well is like the whenever I I feel like whenever I like show my face it does well and I don't like to do that a lot like I just kind of like to post like photos I take and like um but I think whenever I jump in and talk about like like my eras of like photography from like fairy lights to like neon to what I shoot now, like people love it. Cause I think that's when a lot of people found me. So they're like, Oh my God, yeah. like I remember you. And I'm like, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> so I get <laughs> a lot. I get a, yeah. So a lot of those do well on my page on TikTok. Um, and then just like, like, I don't know. I'm, I get so inspired by audios on there um mm-hmm. which is kind of weird like I, I definitely love music like I'm always going to concerts I love music festivals but I'd never like really related it to like what I do I guess because I'm like oh I just take pictures and like make videos but like music for me is like definitely a big factor like I'll hear an audio on TikTok and save it and then like get inspired to create this whole like photo video like simulation so um yeah. I just I feel like I use it more for like just getting inspired and then obviously like doom scrolling through whatever my free page is. Um, I've set a limit. Yeah. I've set a limit on my TikTok and I hit it every day. I already hit it and it's literally 1 PM. (gasps) (laughs) Like it's really bad. I definitely like, I think it's one of my most used apps because I can't like something about it. Like just gets into my, like, it's crazy. I can't stop scrolling. It's really Mm -hmm. scary. So I set a limit and I hit it every single day. Yeah. Um, I, there was this girl on TikTok saying like, what is like, what is your default scrolling app? Every single person said TikTok. Like if you are just like sitting there and like, what do you just instinctively go to? It's TikTok. And I think that kind of speaks volumes about the app itself. And like, we do need to be valuing it as like photographers, business owners. Um, yeah, but it's, it is scary how, it's hard to stop scrolling. Like I, in my head, I'll be like, okay, it's 1 p.m. 
I will stop scrolling at 105 p.m. 105 I'm, comes and I'm like, mm, 110. And then next thing I know, it's like 3 p.m. I'm like, what? No, what am I doing? Like, there's why? Something like, no, there's something like in the app. Like, I, I'm scared. Like, actually, like, I need mm. to delete it or something. But not actually. Because then, <laughs> I'm like, it's part of my job, Loki. Like, I feel like recently... Yeah brands have been like my most almost my most requested thing especially over this past summer has been tiktoks from brands like they want it they literally like yeah that's their main thing that and reels mm. like my upcoming campaign is literally just reels and tiktoks and that's it like and some yeah. stories but like that's it mm. and i think they're seeing the value in people like us like scrolling so much and the amount of like traction it can get and the way that like the app is pushing these types of like visuals and the like however long like five to 30 second videos um and it's scary because i i can't stop like i can't stop and i need to stop yeah yeah literally i like what you said about getting inspired by music on the app um i actually i've been following you for a while on tiktok um that's actually I think we oh, both stop been it, thank you. mutuals for a minute. Like I've yes. definitely been following each other the, for a while. The minute I found out that you followed me on TikTok, I was like, awesome. Like I can <laughs> simply pass away now. Like this is amazing. <laughs> um like when the little your friend thing popped up, I got like, like my me. palms got sweaty. <laughs> hey. uh, um but from following you, I have noticed that your content, like the videos you post, is they're so different from a lot of other photographers that I've seen, like you, I like you being inspired by music makes a lot of sense because you're, yeah. you will like pair photos with music that like makes sense with it. And it's a very vibey. Yeah. It's almost like if Tumblr took itself from Tumblr and put itself in TikTok. Like I, I just that. really like what you're doing. It's just different. No, I actually really appreciate that. Cause I feel like what I'm doing sometimes doesn't like, it doesn't necessarily like, do well I feel like because I feel like what does well yeah. is a lot of like for photographers especially is like photo tips and like um being like engaging within like what maybe people want to learn but also like see or like what what my day is like in a life or what I'm packing mm-hmm. for a shoot and like I think I'm just using TikTok as something that like genuinely inspires me so like that kind of content I'd love to consume, but I don't love to make it. So I'm like, I'm just mm-hmm. not going to make that. Like, I'm not going to force yeah. something that I don't want to like make necessarily. I feel like sometimes I'll do it. Cause I'm like, I know this is going to do good. Like in my head, I'm like, this is going to do good. And this isn't, but I don't <laughs> care. Cause this, I like this and it looks good. And I visually stimulates me. So I'm going to post it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it definitely gets in your, it can get in your head a little bit with like the thing you like to create doesn't do well or like, doesn't do as well as something that you didn't even like that blows up or something. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's just about finding a balance of like how to keep yourself sane and like creating the content that you also want to create in a way that also can perform well if it, you know, lends its hand to it. Cause TikTok's very like, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think too, like being a photographer, I almost like pair virality with success sometimes. So like, mm-hmm. I, if I'm posting about a shoot that I did and it gets like under X amount of views or like under 10,000 views, let's say, yeah. like, I'll be like, oh, maybe that shoot wasn't that good. Like, and like, no, like, that's not yeah. the case. Like, it just, I feel like it's really hard on social media, like seeing the numbers that go with it. Cause it's not always just like quality of content. There are so many other factors to it. Other, Yeah. Than 
I also wanted to ask you something. I'm like, we're turning the tables. Um, when you like are doing TikToks, are you like mm-hmm. saving other people's or like favoriting other people's videos to almost like recreate in a way or like use as like inspiration? Because I definitely yes. do that. And I wanted to know if it okay. was like, the same thing with you. Yes. Yeah. I have like a whole system. I don't know if you have like a system too. Um, I do, you know, more of like the tips and stuff, like the, yeah, the clickbaity stuff, which yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, <Does> well. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I find that like any single video that I see that I'm like, Oh, I could recreate this for my niche or, Oh, I like that audio or I like, I don't know. I literally saved like a Phineas and Ferb squirrels in my pants video today. Cause I'm like, I love Phineas and Ferb. Like maybe <laughs> I can recreate this for photography somehow. So I'm just going to say that like I, and then I go no, back I'm and reference. Way. And then when, I, yeah, yeah. When I'm like creating my videos, then it's like, I'm going and trying to figure out, okay, like what one is actually like good. Like I probably won't yeah. do the squirrels in my pants thing, but like, you know, just in case. Yes. Just in <laughs> also, case. I think there's so many times where I do that too, where I see something that's not even related to like photography, but I'm like, I can make this into like what I do. And then yeah. I'll save it. And then later on, mm-hmm. I'm like, why did I say, like, why did I say this? It makes no sense. And I'm trying to think back to, like, what I was thinking. And it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, my save videos are, like, a whole thing. But, yeah, I, I kind of, like, again, I'm not the best at organizing. But I feel like within TikTok, mm-hmm. it's, like, obviously, like, you can heart the video. You can comment. You can favorite it, share it, whatever. And so, like, I will like videos that I genuinely think are funny or whatever. And then I'll use the save option or like the favorite option as like mm-hmm. these are the videos I actually I want to recreate or not recreate but like you know what I mean like take inspiration yeah. from or um mm-hmm. like that way and then I also will save specific audios um to yeah. just have as like a catalog to like revert back to I literally have over a thousand audios saved because I'm always oh my gosh. like going back and like pulling an audio from or even for like an Instagram story like I feel like finding yeah. just a very like chill beat is like almost harder than you think um mm-hmm. I, I'm subscribed maybe you are too I'm subscribed to like different platforms for like copyright free music but within oh. like Instagram stories and like TikToks like sometimes that music just doesn't hit you know what I mean I need no. like a little bit more like bass or like I don't know so having those saved is yeah. like so crucial for like the process of like you know creating it, my own like Instagram story or TikTok or behind the scenes video just running through there like saving the audio attaching it there um mm-hmm. so that's definitely something I do a lot yeah I think we have the same brain because that is my <laughs> entire process like to a T like well, like yeah. videos are for like funny hahas. like save videos are for like you know we're gonna do this someday and then I do just save random audios if it's like trending or I just like it like or yeah. if like if a celebrity will use a certain audio, it's basically guaranteed that that's going to trend in the next uh-huh. couple of days. So like Charlie yeah. D'Amelio, Haley Bieber, if any of those people use an audio, like I will probably go and save that just because that's it's smart. like, th- those are the influencers that impact the trend. So like, I'm just gonna, you know, yeah, I, piggyback I always, what they're doing. Yeah. I always want to do that. Like I always see audios that are trending and I'm like, Oh my God, I can so relate this back to like photography. And then I just like, mm-hmm. won't do it. And then when it comes around to it, like the audio is like, no one cares about the audio or like, it's not on people's like page anymore. So I need to get better mm-hmm. about being more timely. And I think that's what TikTok yeah. is very like, you know, specific at is like, if you use this audio on this day, because everyone's like on like looking at this audio, it'll do better than if you post it like tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, like it's just like <laughs> no, my brain's like no. It, it's almost, 
It's like you have to drop everything. If you like think of it with the trend that's happening right now, drop everything, exactly. film it and post it, which I don't love that urgency, but also like that eliminates a lot of people from doing what you do. Because if you are so willing true. to have the urgency with it, you are going to like end up ab- like uh, not above, but like uh, growing more than yeah. other people who like wait a couple days or kind of just put on the back burner, you know? Totally. Yeah. I feel like also there's some days where like either, Cause like I also try and show like just like the, my life on TikTok and like where I live. Like I show my apartment sometimes, and I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. like my apartment looks good or like I feel like I look good, and I'm like I want to film something, but I don't know. Like I don't have anything like to film, and then I look back at the mm-hmm. saved things and I'm like, there we go, we can film something. Yes. So yes. yeah, the urgency, we have content. The urgency thing definitely like I'm that person that's like doesn't grow because of that because I'm like I'll do that tomorrow like whatever but um mm-hmm. when I do get come around to it it like does do well and I'm like okay like I do need to get a little bit better at this but um there's just there's so much you can do it's like in your brain you kind of have to like give yourself some grace and be like you're fine like you'll do you'll get to yeah. it when you can get to it like I try and I try and like focus my photography now as like like a like a work-life balance I mean I feel like I used to be not good at that me talking about how I would like leave my friend's house to like edit and stuff I've definitely gotten better Mm -hmm. at like treating it like a job um and so like making sure I'm getting back to emails first and not like scrolling on TikTok and making TikToks you know like getting back to the clients that like matter and not like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's definitely a priority with at all emails are like that one thing that I really have a hard time getting to at first I almost like I do emails like usually halfway through the day because it's like I need some fluffy stuff to start me off so I'll do a little bit of editing or like you know other other things and then I'll do okay emails go 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 and then like light and fluffy editing afterwards I need kind of like that sandwich yeah no 100% do you do you like work from home when you're doing like all of this like the emails and stuff or do you like go out to like a coffee shop or something Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good question I love my home office like Uh I just feel like when I'm in here I'm I only work in this room so I feel like the I have it decorated cute too the vibes are like what I like so I get a lot of work done (laughs) oh thank you thank you I know this room was very intentionally picked to be my office yeah um but I think because of that and because I do a lot of podcasts and filming, heck no, I'm not doing that in public. So like I do find myself in my office a lot, but the occasional coffee shop, um, I feel like really like if I'm in a funk or I just feel like I'm over it today, like I'll go, you know, treat yourself, go to a little coffee shop, sit for a couple hours. And I feel like that does help with like getting things done that I wouldn't normally get done. It's like, okay, bought myself a coffee so I need to get my emails done yeah no I'm the same exact way I so like living in Brooklyn I'm lucky enough to like have a little office space um mm-hmm. so like I I live by myself in like a one bedroom and then there's like a nook for my office which is like groundbreaking because I can like divide mm-hmm. I'm like so lucky to have that because it's like I can divide where I sleep where I like yeah like live and then where I work um Mm -hmm. so I I do have like a little nook where I do my work but I do also love like getting out there and like doing work at a coffee shop um and being Mm -hmm. like walkable to all these coffee shops I will like sometimes go to like a different one like I'll go to like three or four in a week and they'll all be different like I feel like I have to like work in different spaces for it to like Mm -hmm. happen 
Um, I feel like when you're just like anyone that works from home, like, I don't know how I don't, I, for me, I just have to like always change up where I'm working. Like sometimes I'll work from my couch yeah. or like even like outside or in my bed or like, I just always have to be like jumping around or like, I get really like anxious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that like, I almost have to vary what type of work I do too. So like recently I've started like filming YouTube videos for fun. And for me, that's kind of like my little thing that keeps me from going crazy is like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm Friday. I'm filming something that's different and unique, you know? And I like the idea of going to a coffee shop. Like it's unique and fun. Um, the us work from home people, it's just like, it's, it's tough out here. Like self-employed <laughs> work from home. Like you could sleep all day and like wouldn't get in trouble for it. And that's dangerous. I know. I know. Do, are you like an early riser or like, do you stay up late or? It depends on, depends on the week. I, I would say I am more like a midnight sleep, go to sleep at midnight, wake up at like 8 AM type of person. Okay. I'm definitely like, I like wake up like 10 AM. Like that's my normal. <gasps> like it's a little bit like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah but okay. I I used to be really bad like again when I started out um I would go to bed at like 4 or 5 a.m like be editing working and then I would sleep <gasps> like until like one and then I would like start like it was really bad now I'm like I'd be, I'm a little bit more of a normal person but it's still I think I still mm-hmm. am like grasping onto that like era or whatever that was but it was like a, yeah. it was bad I was going to bed when the like sun was coming up you yeah. just I mean if that works for you you ch- you're choosing the night shift and hey if that works yeah. for you if that's when you're productive there are people that literally are more productive at night like that's just how it works but for me I feel like it's I know my friends are working I know like other people are working and then they get off and then they're free and they want to do stuff so like I that's gotta so get my true. stuff done early because then I don't want to be like oh sorry I procrastinated all day so I actually can't yeah. go to dinner yeah. with you you know no, exactly. I think also like now living in the city, there's so many things happening at night. Like I almost think sometimes my weekdays in terms of like social life can be like more upbeat than like a weekend. I don't know how that yeah. happens, like random events or like thing concerts. And there's so much that happens now that like, I'm like, okay, I have to wake up and do my work because I have this at night. And so I yeah. always like look forward to that one thing. And then I, my, I just works better for me. So I'm like, I can work until that point and then feel like relief when I go and like be like I got so much done and now I can like have fun um Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work out when that thing gets canceled and then I worked all day and then (laughs) I'm just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs (laughs) yeah um I wanted to ask you about your gear and like Mm -hmm. I guess like things that you can't live without or just things that you have that really like help your photography flow like um, so just kind of talk me through what do you shoot on? Like, what are your pieces of equipment or little like things that you just find yourself always gravitating towards when you shoot? Yeah. So I shoot with like all Nikon gear, um, which was cool. Cause I, I mean, I started with Nikon cause my grandfather was actually a photographer and then he gave me like his old like film lenses. And so oh, I would like yeah. use those on my digital and they would, you'd have to be like manual, but it would still like, it was some lens to like play around with. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started with all Nikon and then 
actually started working with Nikon, which has been really cool because they also will gift me some gear. Um, so mm-hmm. I shoot my day to day camera is um, the Nikon Z7 II currently, mm-hmm. and then so I'm all like mirrorless now. I have one lens, the 35 millimeter f 1.4. That's not mirrorless, but I just use an adapter. Um, okay. And then I on my shoots I'll bring like yeah the Z7 II, my 35 millimeter. Um, I just got a 50 1.2 lens, and that's been really pretty. Um, yeah. I I just also got a 20 millimeter f 1.8, and that's been like really fun to play with because it's it's really wide and almost looks like a little bit distorted. And mm-hmm. I used to just shoot so up close, and now I can I'm playing around with like wider shots and and not just like having the aperture at like zero. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like. <laughs> going to like the twos and the threes and the fours um so wow i'll bring those three sometimes i'll bring my 24 to 70 2.8 lens um but that i like for video when i'm filming like a youtube video and it's like a sit down thing Mm because i can zoom in and out and not have to like move the whole tripod um yeah and then i always bring a bunch of batteries because i'm crazy i'm like this battery's gonna die and this battery's gonna die it's like an hour shoot and i'm bringing like four batteries um but you never know like what if your charger wasn't working (laughs) yeah I yeah with within my shoots I will literally prep the whole day before like I clear all my memory cards like I'm like crazy and then um (laughs) I bring like two memory cards usually because they're like the I think they're like the 128 gigabyte so they're like big Mm -hmm. they hold a hold a lot so I feel comfortable bringing those two and I'm usually completely fine like it would be a little bit crazy if I was shooting more than that um and then I also pack a little sometimes I'll pack um little like fx filters like a dream filter or like a cross screen filter um sometimes those are harder to remember that i'm like to use those because it's such a afterthought sometimes when i'm so into the shoot but i think when i'm able to like sit down if i'm like in a studio and can like lay out everything and can like see everything i think it's all about like when you're on your shoot being able to see everything in front of you because then you just forget yeah um so i make sure i can that's like very accessible and then I'll also bring I bring I'm like my back hurts from all this stuff I'm bringing I'll also bring <laughs> um a few film cameras um just in just to have and just to get a different look um yeah some shoots I've been doing like half on film and half digital just to get like completely different vibes especially if it's like yeah. a test shoot yeah what type of um film have you been using like the roles yeah I I stick to like Portra 400 and like like Cinestill 800 I'm not like too picky I just kind of like I'm not too well versed in film I just kind of like know what I know and I know that like okay within where I get it developed usually because I don't develop my film myself um that's something I would love to get into but like also I'm good (laughs) I'm like I'm good to like (laughs) send my film yeah I'm good to like send my film off and like let someone else deal with it um and so I'm I'm pretty particular like where I send my film because I I've found that like different places will like develop it differently it'll be like the same exact photos and they look different so I try to Mm -hmm. be a little bit picky there's this one place on Long Island that I love um if any of you guys live there it's called I think it's called Camera Concepts it's in Stony Brook and then I also go to Color House which is like on Lafayette like downtown um in the city so I go to like those those are my like two places um Mm -hmm. but yeah I'll I'll usually shoot like I have three that I use and one of one of this like a point and shoot and then the other two are like um bodies that use like a detachable lens um so those are all like manual focus and sometimes 
miss the mark. But the point and shoot honestly like performs really well and it's small enough I can bring mm-hmm. it like out with me if I'm like going out or yeah. something too. Yeah. The honestly the point and shoots lately have been they've really like come up and proven like don't forget about yeah. me. Like they are something else. Like my basically the whole time I was in Paris, I was afraid to like bring my big camera with me. So I just brought a little tiny Sony point and shoot. And I got like the cutest photos. Like I was yeah. like, do I even need my my big Sony camera? Like, I don't know. Like, truly. I know. Yeah, I just did a test shoot where like, again, like half of the photos were digital and then half were film. And mm-hmm. I just kept, it was like kind of chaotic because we were out, we were jumping from location to location. And I was like using this camera and then using this camera. So I was like, had like three or four cameras on my, on my neck. And um, the point and shoot photos like literally came out better than the, uh, the other film camera. So, um, yeah. if anyone's like looking to get into film, definitely just grab a point and shoot. And like, it doesn't hurt to just like shoot a roll and like see how it looks and what you could do differently. Um, but I just mm-hmm. kind of love the fact that like, it will always kind of like, like, um, the, the settings are pretty automatic for what you want, but I've noticed that flash yeah. looks amazing on, on all like film. Um, especially it if does. the lighting, I feel like with film, like the lighting has to be really good so always yeah. using flash for my film stuff not always but like mm-hmm. using flash has just it's been great wow you have just you have blessed all of our listeners ears with all <laughs> this wonderful wonderful information thank you Amazing. um okay so we have hit the hour mark which means i guess we should probably wrap it up um okay. but why don't you you're like oh fine <laughs> i literally was like i could just i could just keep talking to you but like literally i feel like an hour is like yeah people are yeah. like peacing out at an hour um if so made it tell us Yes, like the true people have made it this far. Um, tell everyone what you are up to, like currently in your business and like where they can find and follow you, um, all of that good stuff. Yeah, um, so you can find me all over every social media existable, probably. I'm like, I'm even on Be Real. <laughs> I don't know if you're on there. That app is a little... I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm just at Brandon Wolfel everywhere. I actually have two Instagram accounts, so I have my like personal account, which is like brand.wolf and then my main account, which is just Brandon Wolfel. Um, okay. I also have some photo books out, um, and prints and stuff. You literally just like search my name and like, you can find something. I'm like, I don't know. Just like Google me. Wow. <laughs> literally you're like, um, I don't need anyone to find me on socials. Google works and you will find my whole <laughs> no, I'm like, IMDB you'll... wiki page. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you'll probably just, just like search my name and you'll find me somewhere. I'm, I'm like literally, everywhere i don't know yes well amazing thank you so much for coming on an episode it was so great talking with you meeting with you thanks again yeah and if you come to new york we have to hang and like (gasps) talk more literally i will be there i have family in new jersey so like oh okay it's right there amazing yeah literally let me know whenever yes cool all right well thanks everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer now 